ticket. The Word of God is filled with voices of mothers, daughters, sisters, and wives, and each of their stories shows us different sides of God's love and faithfulness that is still true for us today. On The Faithful Podcast, you're going to hear poets, songwriters, authors, and storytellers dive into these ancient stories to learn more and share about their own stories in the process. Faithful women lead the way to show other women that you have permission to create, live, and think creatively for yourself. 45-minute episodes hosted by my friend Keely Scott and faithful women, including Amy Grant. Krista Wells, Christy Knuckles, Ellie Holcomb, Ginny Owens, Janice Gaines, Jess Ray, Kelly Minter, Leslie Jordan, Rachel Lampa. The list goes on. Episodes release every Wednesday. Follow along at Faithful Project on Instagram or check out FaithfulProject.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always... Man, I really hope you like it. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Hope you're doing well. Today's episode is going to be the itchiest episode ever recorded on the Matthew West podcast. That's right. I said itchiest. Why? Well, I'm not going to get into details, but I, I, I went for a walk with my dogs. Every day I take them through the same field. And uh, this past week, I don't know what happened, but the field bit me back. It bit me back something fierce, y'all. And um, I don't know. I don't think it was poison ivy. I think it was some sort of, you know, what they call them when I was kids, chigger bites. And you're probably starting to itch right now. And that's why I'm going to move on quickly from this. But I don't know what it was. And uh, now I'm itchy. And this concert at the Ryman we just had, the last thing I wanted to do was walk on stage at the Ryman Auditorium. Itchy. <laughs> So, uh, fortunately, the itchiness subsided. But uh, the moral of the story is just walk on pavement, guys. Just walk on the sidewalk, all right? Look at the field. Don't walk through the field. We're in Nashville. I'm in Tennessee, and I'm out in the country. Not really, but anyway. So um, that's why today's the itchiest episode. Speaking of the Ryman, had an incredible time at the Ryman Auditorium, my first ever headlining concert at the Rhyme, and hopefully the first of many. I'm really hoping this will be an annual event, a night of worship at the Mother Church. I want to say a special thank you to all of our guests, all of the people who traveled from around the country to be at this momentous occasion in my career. I hope it was a special night for you as well. If you attended the concert, I'd love to hear from you. And if there was some part of the show that struck you, I would just love to hear what your favorite part was. And uh, I always forget the voicemail hotline. Hold on one second. Let me find out what the number is. Which, by the way, did you know if you have a chigger bite, it's an old wives' tale that you should put like clear nail polish on it and it'll like suffocate the bug as if the bug's living in you. I Googled it. That's not true. Not true at all. Anyways, here's the uh, podcast hotline 601 301. 2208. That's 601-301-2208. And as a matter of fact, as I look at the uh, voicemails, I have some calls. So maybe I'll actually take a call today. But if you loved the concert at the Ryman Auditorium, call in. Let me know. If you hated it, 
just don't call. But uh, love to hear from you if you travel from around the country. And always, you can always just call the podcast hotline for anything. If you want to just say, hey, if you want to ask a question, again, the number is 601-301-2208. I'll sing it for you to help you remember. 601-301-2208 or 2208. I don't know. Maybe that makes it easier. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I think I'm going to take a call here. Let's go. Let's see who's calling in. Hey, Matthew. I'm Cheyenne from Glass Valley. Um, I was just calling to say one of my favorite parts of the podcast was hearing about your quarantine life song and then checking it out. I think it cracked up. So, oh, that's, that was uh, my favorite part of your podcast. Um, God bless you and have a great day. Well, Cheyenne, I can't help but be struck by the irony of the fact that you're from a place called Grass Valley as I sit here and ponder what it was in the grass that bit me. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, and I'm glad that you enjoyed the, uh, the Quarantine Life episode. A song that will never die, apparently. I've had an interesting summer traveling, playing these summer festivals, Walking on stage, you know, getting ready to play Truth Be Told and The God Who Stays and Hello My Name Is and, you know, the real songs. And then I walk out on stage and I see posters held in the air, held high. Please play Quarantine Life. Please play Gobble Gobble. And as the spotlight hits me, I start to question all of my life's decisions. And I wonder, Lord, is this what you have for me? Have I wandered astray in writing these ridiculous songs? And have your children wandered astray by requesting these ridiculous songs? <laughs> but hey, Cheyenne, if you like it, then I'm happy. That means a lot. So thank you, Cheyenne. Appreciate the call. Hi, this is Charlotte. We like you so much that we're coming all the way from Carson City, Nevada to see you at the Ryman. I like you because you're really nice and you're a really good singer. My favorite song is Do Something. Here's my brother, Mason. Hi, I like your podcast and music. I especially like the story house. My favorite song is Quarantine Life. Quarantine Life, Quarantine Life. It ain't all good, but it's all alright. Well, how about that? That's amazing. Made my day. And I hope you enjoyed the show. I mean, come on, traveling all the way from Carson City, Nevada, 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 tomato, tomato. That was the sweetest message ever. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully I played all the songs you wanted to hear. Little Quarantine Life. Who would have thought I'd be playing Quarantine Life at the Ryman? But uh, this one, <laughs> as for you guys. Hey, it's funny you mentioned uh, Carson City, Nevada, because one of my first gigs was to sing a radio jingle. I got $150 to do a commercial for Carson City Nissan. And I recorded it here in Nashville. And I remember thinking this was like a big break for me because if I didn't get a record deal, maybe I could like sing commercial jingles. And so maybe you guys heard it one time out there. I don't know. But I even remember the actual song. Do you want me to sing it for you now? Okay, I'll sing it for you. Uh, okay, here was my TV radio commercial jingle voice. Take the keys to freedom. It feels so good to drive. <laughs> Terms and conditions may apply. 
Oh man, I'm so weird. But the life of a musician is weird, you know? You just it was just like, hey, you get this random call. Like right now, you think I wouldn't be surprised anymore by the phone calls that I get. But I am. I'm still surprised. Like I'm singing a voice of an animated character right now for my friend. I can't say too much about it, but let's just say uh the creators of VeggieTales are still working. So, you know, every day's an adventure. Every day is something different and so much fun. And uh, gosh, how cool is that? Coming all the way to Nashville from Carson City. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the love. Hi, Matthew. I'm Jules, and I'm from Zealand, Michigan. And I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast and for the devotionals you send out every week and for the QTs you do. Um, it, they really encourage me. Uh, also, I wanted to say that I'm blind. And I've, I have really tough days sometimes, and so those really encourage me. So thank you. Also, I have a question for you, too. What's your favorite song you've written? Well, thanks for the call, Jules. Nice to meet you. And thank you for uh, listening to the podcast every week and reading the devotions that we, um, we send out. Our ministry, Pop We, I send them out. I, I write them kind of inspired by my own quiet times. And uh, we've been on a series, as you guys know, following through that theme of me on your mind. And so, Jules, that just means so much to hear that, you know, and you shared your story a little bit, too, just being honest about having hard times, hard days, you know, getting discouraged. And I'm honored to be alongside you through the podcast and the music and the devotions to hopefully encourage you to know that God has a unique and wonderful plan for your life. So thank you for calling. Your question is a tough one. What's my favorite song that I've ever written? A lot of times I wind up thinking it's my newest one (laughs) just because I'm most excited about it. You know, there's a song that I have written for a next record that might be my favorite. It's a song called Greatest Hits. There's something I love so much about it because it talks about how you know, in my music career, my goal is to like have hit songs or whatever. And you get to the end of your career and people say, well, these are where your greatest hits, you know. And I've just been thinking about a lot about how maybe God's idea of our greatest hits, when we get to the end of our lives, God's idea of our greatest hits will be way different than our own. Matter of fact, while I was writing that song, I was writing my book, which did you know, It comes out September 6th. Did you know that, guys? It comes out September 6th, and uh, which is right around the corner. But I was writing about that very concept. In fact, I'm going to uh, look up this section of the book, and I'm going to read a little excerpt for you right here. Don't tell the people in charge of my career, but I'm about to give you a little sneak peek to a section of my book, since we're talking about it. Chapter six is called God Stays with Those in Need. Uh, The book's called The God Who Stays, and it's a chapter-by-chapter reminder of all the ways that God stays faithful in our lives, who he stays with, and how he stays. And so I want to read this little section of the book. I wrote a song called Greatest Hits, and this is what I wrote in the book that kind of helped inspire it. 
What are your greatest hits? In the quiet moments of the past year, as I took time to consider how God walks with me, how he leads me, his grace for me, and how he pushes me out of my safe spaces, I've been acutely aware of how my legacy as a child of God has nothing to do with how many acclaimed three-minute songs I've written. My worth as a person is not connected to a Grammy nomination or a Dove Award or greatest hits or the number of people who've sung my songs back to me at a show. I felt like I arrived, air quotes, as a songwriter when the record company called and said they wanted to do a Greatest Hits album. Of course, it could have meant that they were sick of me and were just trying to fulfill one more record on my deal to get through my contract. But in reality, music is a tough business, and I have been fortunate to have the privilege of people listening to my music long enough to actually have a Greatest Hits compilation. I'll admit, when I first started out, In this business, as a young musician, I thought being famous was a big deal. I craved the applause of the crowd. I used to obsess over whether I was going to get that Monday morning phone call from my record label telling me I had a number one song. But God has shown me in so many miraculous ways that the best recording I could ever make, the best tracks I could ever lay down, aren't ever in the studio. What will go down in history as my true greatest hits are the ways that I loved other people. The more I've tuned in to God's love, the more I've wanted to tune my life outward toward others. The more I surrender my life to God, the more I have found him pushing my attention toward the needs beyond my usual focus, me. He wants me to use the light he has brought to my life as a beacon of hope and a flashlight to look for the ways I can love my neighbor. He wants me to lift my eyes up and notice the needs around me. I'm always moved by the advice of Mother Teresa when she won the Nobel Peace Prize. If you want to change the world, first go. Love the people closest to you, your family and your neighbors. I've wondered what kind of witness I would be if I went out and sang songs about knowing the love of God but didn't even know my own kids. What good would it be if I got to the end of my life having built a successful career but I never did anything for my neighbors. I don't want that to be my legacy. Get ready for Life Mark, the new movie from the Kendrick brothers. I love them. Kirk Cameron, love him. Opening in theaters everywhere, September 9th. In Life Mark, David's uncomfortable world is turned upside down when his birth mother unexpectedly reaches out to him, longing to meet the 18-year-old son she's only held once. With the encouragement of his adoptive parents, David embarks on a life-altering journey of discovery that leads to a staggering truth from his past. Can one decision, one choice, impact so much more than one life? Inspired by an incredible true story, Lifemark celebrates adoption, reconciliation, and love. If you're looking for a movie that will restore your hope, make your plans now to see Lifemark. See Lifemark in theaters nationwide beginning September 9th. You can learn more about Lifemark and get your tickets today at lifemarkmovie.com. That's lifemarkmovie.com. Go support this movie. You won't regret it. And then I go on to talk about 
uh, Matthew chapter 25. And Matthew chapter 25 says this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That is some hard hitting stuff in the New Testament. Jesus didn't mess around. He got right to what is required of us when we embrace his kingdom. He made it crystal clear what it means to follow him. He was saying that our blue couch experiences should be our stimulus for a Matthew 25 way of life. To know Jesus is to live with our eyes up and our flashlights out, looking for a chance to help your neighbors. Man, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out what God's idea of our greatest hits were. So anyway, that's just a little snippet from the new book that's coming out when, say it with me, September 6th. But you don't have to wait until September 6th to uh, order the book. Did you know that, guys? And matter of fact, at thegodwhostays.com, Go there right now if you want to. I'm going there on my computer. TheGodWhoStays.com. You can pre-order your copy now. And by pre-ordering, you're going to get some access to some really, really cool things. So right now, if you go to TheGodWhoStays.com, you fill out the form that's there, I'm going to send you an 11-part video series where I guide you through the entire book chapter by chapter. I'm also going to send you a five-day devotional and an exclusive behind-the-scenes interview that you can't get anywhere else. So normally all of these resources together would cost about $200, but we're actually giving them away for free to anyone who orders my book right now. So again, go to thegodwhostays.com and from there you can actually order the book on Amazon or whatever, but at The God Who Stays, you show your proof of purchase and then you're gonna receive access to all of that cool stuff. So The God Who Stays, it's a book I'm so excited about. The subtitle says, Life Looks Different With Him By Your Side. And this book was a deep dive for me. Returning to the basics, you know, what do I believe and why? Who do I believe God is? And who has he shown me to be? How faithful has he been? And man, these last couple of years have been such a powerful learning experience, relearning and rediscovering how faithful God is in tumultuous and hard times. And uh, Jules, you set this whole part of the conversation off and you know, you know that God is faithful. You know that he's with you. He stays with you. He stays with each and every one of us. And so my hope and my prayer is that this book is going to be an encouragement to all who pick it up. So go to thegodwhostays.com and uh, you're going to get some really cool access to some cool stuff. Now that stuff's going to be sent to you, of course, when the book releases. Can't wait to share this with you. So um, The God Who Stays, September 6th, let's go. All right, guys, I want to close out today's episode with just another continuation of our devotional series of how God has us on his mind. And I hope this thought will encourage you because I know this is something we all have. We all have needs. Well, would you believe that God has your needs on his mind? Is it just me or have we heard the words inflation and recession more lately than ever before? Kind of tired of it, aren't you? I was watching an Instagram video today and they were talking about the real estate market and how uh, prices are going down. And, and then I was reading another article about uh, 
in New York City, like people who are trying to rent are just being turned away left and right. Like rent prices are higher than ever and people are trying to find a place to live. This can all be scary, right? We've all felt the pain at the gas pump, the grocery store, booking flights. Pretty much everything is more expensive than it was a year ago this time. How's that for an uplifting (laughs) thought, right? Okay, but stay with me, all right? I'm not trying to bring you down by pointing out the obvious economic struggles in our world right now. But God always has a way of making the bad news point us to his good news. Think about that. His word says that he works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So wouldn't it make sense, and isn't it just like him, to help the bad news in our lives make our eyes lift up, right? There's a song of mine called Strong Enough, and and the second verse says, maybe that's the point, to reach the point of giving up. Because when I'm finally at rock bottom, that's when I start looking up and reaching out, right? To that point of surrender. So he has a way of making the bad news point us to his good news. So yes, these are difficult financial times for so many, but God, dot, 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 right? What is it that you need right now? Do you need a financial breakthrough? Do you need a place to live? Do you need a doctor's insight to your health issue? Do you need peace? Do you need a a breakthrough in a relationship? Do you need rest? Do you need a miracle? God has your needs on his mind right now. Right now. Big and small. Physical, emotional, financial, relational, spiritual. There is no need that you have in your life that God dismisses as unimportant. I will say that again. There is no need that you have in your life that God dismisses as unimportant because you are not unimportant to him. You are significant. You are important. He put you here on this earth for a reason, to glorify him, to know him more, and to make him known. He sees you. He watches you. He knows you. He cares for you. In fact, he not only knows what you think you need. Here's the best part. He knows what you actually need. Have you ever discovered that? You thought you knew what you needed, but then God provided in a much different way, showing you that he knows greater what your actual need might be. Think about that. Sometimes we think we know what we need, but God often meets our needs by different means and teaches us that what we really need is to trust him with every single one of our needs. All right. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, God will give us what we need out of his unlimited riches. I want to read one more scripture to you. Actually, I think I want to read a couple more scriptures before I send you on your way. So just uh, take a deep breath as I read these scriptures, and um, I hope they're going to encourage you as you face the rest of your day. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a verse-by-verse reminder in Psalm 23 of all the things that God does to meet our needs. Is that awesome or what? God has you on his mind today. He has your needs on his mind today. So go to him. 
Spend time with him. Don't dismiss your own needs because he sure won't. And uh, pour out your heart to him. And then ask him, Lord, in fact, let's do that together. Lord, you know the need that I think I have, but I'm asking you to meet my need in whatever way you see fit because you know the rest of my story. You know the part of the story that I can't see. And so, Lord, I want to live for you and I want to thank you for all the ways that you've blessed my life. And I can look over my shoulder and see how good you've been to me, even through hard times. Help me show that same love and kindness to other people, even while I'm waiting for my need to be met, even though I'm waiting for my miracle or my breakthrough. Lord, help me be used as your instrument to be a miracle and a breakthrough for somebody else. Help me live that Matthew 25 life. Help me be mindful of what the greatest hits in life really are. And thank you, Lord, that you are mindful of me. Who am I that you are mindful of me? I'm so amazed by that and so thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, why don't you listen to a little bit of me on your mind today, and then I'll send you on your way. I've read the words in red How you leave the 99 To find the one missing Feels like that was written With me on your mind and the prodigal son who ran leaving his home behind the part where the father came running to meet him did you say that with me on your mind who am I that the king of the world would give That's our show for today. I want to thank you <laughs> for listening. I want to thank all the callers who called in. That was so much fun to hear from you. Thanks to the family who came to the Ryman all the way from Carson City, Nevada. Thanks for reminding me of the 
the jingle I sang. Thank you, Jules, in Michigan for listening. And uh, thanks for letting me share my heart. And I tell you what, thanks to all of those who are out there pre-ordering the new book, The God Who Stays, is uh, available September 6th. Find out all the information that you'd like to receive. I'm telling you, we're going to be loading you up with some really cool resources uh, just for pre-ordering the book. So go do it today. Pre-order it on Amazon if you want to go directly there. Then go to thegodwhostays.com, and uh, you're going to be eligible to receive a video guided tour, chapter by chapter, that I'm going to be doing, an exclusive interview, a five-day reading plan, just some really cool stuff to help you go deeper into that reminder that God stays with you. If that sounds like a reminder you need, then this book is for you. I can't wait to share it with you. So in the coming weeks, we're going to be uh, diving in to the book on the podcast a little bit more as well. And I'm really excited to share that with you. All right, listen, man, it's been a good day and uh, I can't wait to do this again next week. So remember, between now and then, you got one shot at this life, all right? Life is brief, life is short. Don't take a single second for granted. Give it all you got. And remember... It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week. I really hope you like it. <laughs> but seriously, I, I, I do.